You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, welcome back to the DNB Supply Show, everybody. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, and I am thrilled to be with you again this week to discuss another great topic. Now, I am going to tell you right now that when I decided to do this episode, I thought, wow, can we really talk? long enough to fill an episode talking about gloves, work gloves specifically. Well, my guest today, Joel Reese, the owner of Reese Distributing, is coming on and he has so much information about work gloves and materials and styles and sizing that we could have probably done two hours worth of content. So we've got a lot of great information for you today, all about work gloves, how to pick the right material, the right style, whether it be an open cuff or an elastic cuff, all of these different things that I think you will be surprised by how much you don't know about work gloves already. I certainly was. I definitely took these for granted and know a lot more now. We've even got a tip in here today on how to keep your hands from cracking in the winter based on which gloves you choose to purchase. So that'll be coming up for you. So everybody, enjoy this episode, and we hope you get something great out of it. Joel, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Hey, you bet. You know, uh, as I come up with topics for this show, and I, I try to think about what would people like to know more about, it always dawns on me how little I know about stuff. You know, and gloves and work gloves are something that I take for granted, honestly, and there's a lot I don't know until I get a pair that aren't the right pair for the application I need them for, and I get out there and I'm, I'm wishing I'd done more research. So it dawned on me that we could have this conversation on the show and uh, maybe save some people some heartache or uh, some other you know cold fingers or something like that sometime in the future based on tapping into your expertise. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure to be here. Well, you know what I'd like to do is I'd, I'd just like to introduce you to the audience a little bit. Could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what, what it is you do? Well, I've uh, grown up in the glove industry. My grandfather and uh, my father, probably over 80 years of, of history of being in the glove industry and watched it um, evolve into something that has been um, pretty incredible in the last you know 20 years, especially just to, through technology and things in today's world as, as, as it's grown. And so I've been uh, doing it myself for 25 years and have, have started in one state and basically taken the glove business. And we've evolved into eight different states as we speak now. And our line is continually growing. And we um, have a lot of good products out there and a lot of knowledge under our belt. And so just happy to share it with you. Thank you so much. Now, you actually have a family legacy in the glove business? That is correct. That is correct. It started out uh, with my grandfather that uh, bought it into a franchise way back in the in the fifties, and then my father actually bought out and he started his business in the seventies. And as we speak today, that's just kind of going on down the line, and we've just taken it went from one truck and one little pickup and a trailer to multiple trucks and trailers and multiple locations. And originally, it was a family business and. But now it's grown into still a family business, but we also have a lot of employees that, that aren't family, and uh, it's just uh, taken us to that level. And I feel like knowing and having the history of it and not just selling a product because it's a product, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's, gloves are something that you got to know about and you got to sell to the people. So they like that. 
Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. I, You know, it's amazing how you can take something, like I said, like I personally take them for granted or have taken them for granted in the past, but somebody who gets fired up about it, like your grandfather and then your dad and now you, it turns into this long family legacy and a business and you're creating jobs. And I mean, I know this is a side note and a tangent to the to the episode, but that's a really neat story that you can take something like gloves and turn it into that. That's great. Yeah, it's a topic that, uh, you know, I could I could go on for, for lots of hours on because it's been pretty exciting for myself and family to actually see the growth and, mm-hmm. and see that. And one thing mentioned in that, too, is that throughout the years, we've helped um, develop, you know, gloves and styles to manufacturers that basically we've put our thoughts and ideas into as well that are out on the market and around the world now. So it's been an exciting venture. Now, where did this all start? Where did Grandpa first start this company? He started in, uh, basically, he had a uh, had some convenience stores and whatnot in Fruitland, Idaho, and okay. uh, Payette, and that's where it started, and he had one little, he, he uh, just saw a, a niche in the stores, and nobody was doing it. He bought into a franchise and um, bought a truck, little truck, and then he went around, and basically his, his route just consisted of probably a you know a hundred mile radius 125 mile radius around mm-hmm. fruitland hit some stores you know and of course back in um there was there was lots of obviously up until the last 20 years there was lots of manual uh, you know there's there wasn't pivots in fields there was lots of irrigation there mm-hmm. was lots of you know lots lots more uh manual labor so at that point there was a real strong need and in basically every little store anywhere because you know people that you know money wasn't wasn't uh is easy to come by back then. So mm-hmm. obviously gloves and things like that. The price of, of, of the gloves that we're selling back then were very, very minimal as opposed to today's market. Mm-hmm. And um, so in that being said, then as my grandfather moved that on to my dad, then my dad cut it. He kept that same route, expanded it as stores been built, you know, the area grew, the economy grew, you know, things got bigger and bigger and, and more people and more things. So, then my father was busy and kept him busy in that area. And then in 1994, when I came on, I helped him run that. And then we just started growing from state to state from there. And hmm. uh, that's a little bit about the history of how, how it grew. Man, what a great story. Okay, well, here we are. We're already to our first commercial break, but I guess that's the prerogative of the host that uh, I can run down this rabbit hole on an interesting story that came up. That's a really neat story. Let's take our first commercial break. When we come back, I promise to start asking you about the specifics about gloves, all right? Perfect. You already know Honda makes some of the most reliable, fuel-efficient cars on the planet. And that's just as true for Honda lawnmowers. The best thing about a Honda mower is it's a Honda, which means exclusive features like a four-in-one twin blade cutting system that results in finer clippings for either bagging or when mulching, actually feeding your lawn for important nutrients. And it also means a highly fuel-efficient engine that's easier on the environment while you're sprucing up your environment. Plus, depending on the model, Honda residential mowers come with either a three- or five-year limited warranty. Shop Honda at select DMV supply stores in eastern Oregon and southern Idaho. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At DNB Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. 
These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. Okay, Joel. Well, I would be remiss if I did not start asking questions about selecting gloves and the uses of gloves and things like that. So let's start off like this, and hopefully this is the right place to start, but how should somebody go about selecting which work glove that they're going to need? What do they need to identify? What what do they need to be thinking about when they're picking a glove? Well, that could be, um, most people have an idea of, you know, I mean, what they're going to be doing or, you know, I mean, they, they come in if they're, you know, gardening or they're, you know, they're, whether they're laying brick or whether they're on a roof of a house roofing or mm-hmm. things like that. Basically what I found out is it all comes down to the preference. You know, a lot of things come down to the preference of what they like. And that being said, a lot of times they like price, you know, a lot of t- you know, that's appealing to them. Sometimes, you know, people have a budget. I don't want to spend over $10. Some people come in, they want to look real fancy, you know, and they, they want something that's bright and shiny. Basically, the, the number one thing is, is that they need to identify what environment they're going to be work, working in. And that's such a broad environment, you know, as far as what do they, what do they look for? I think they probably need to know if, one of the top things I tell people if, if, if they're working outside or they're working in different, you know, if they're going to be working in water, if they're going to be, if it's going to be dry, you know, the, the temperature outside, if they want it to be cool, an all leather glove is going to be hotter than one that's got a mesh back, you know, and can, can breathe a little better. So, I mean, it's a broad question. It's, I hope I've given a little information for that, but it's just <laughs> really, basically they, they need to, in their application that they're, that they are doing, most people have an idea on, you know, kind of what they're looking for when they go into it, unless it's a specific application. And I would have to say to answer that, it would be basically it's a lot of it's built on, you know, a price and if it's comfortable to them. And there are some factors to consider, though, depending on what you're going to be doing. Like, for example, we'll start off with gardening. So somebody who wants a pair of work gloves because they're going to be working in their garden in their backyard or whatever it may be, what are they looking for? Generally speaking, a lady is going to be looking for something that is going to have a little bit of rubber on it, you know, so that they have the dexterity and they can dig in the dirt or they can, you know, I mean, they can feel good, the fingertips. They're going to be looking for that, something that can breathe, something, you know, their hands don't sweat. You know, we get a lot of, a lot of glove applications. When you get in talking latex, mm-hmm. you're talking nitrile, it doesn't breathe. It'll have spandex on the back, but the palms don't breathe. And so what ha- what becomes of that is, is then your, your hand starts to sweat really bad. And it sounds weird, but that stink doesn't go away for a few washings <laughs> off your hand. It just, it like embeds in your skin. And so then you go to, you know, wipe your nose, you're like, my hand stinks. So what the glove industry has done is they've come out with like polyurethane and different things, which is, is more of like a foamy type material that, is lighter and more and it'll breathe better and so because latex is normally naturally a it's, it's thicker it's more it's it's durable you know mm-hmm. but women don't necessarily like that as well because they don't want their hands to stink when they're done and you know what i mean and, yeah. and it does some of that like nitrile will be a little more a little more puncture proof so it doesn't you know they're you do something or they're in a little bit of stickers or something and it doesn't go into it and and, and penetrate it so that's a few applications that would be really, really helpful for, you know, more of the lady side and that type of thing, uh, where the men, same type of, t- same type of thing. But I think most of all, 
the men, you know, they just like a good pair of leather, whether it's pigskin, cowhide, goat skin, you know, something like that, because, you know, they might be running running their shovel or doing with a little bit of barbed wire doing that, you know what I mean, out just doing that type of thing. So mm-hmm. a lot of the men more lean towards a, a leather style versus a nitrile or a latex. But, you know, the, the, the women will also lean towards leather as well. Now, when you're when you're looking for say breathability, because I don't like it when I wear a glove that makes my hands sweat either. When you're looking for breathability, does that mean you're going to give up some dexterity? Is it always going to be some sort of a trade off? No. Recently, as the glove industry has has evolved into things, as you go into the stores and you'll see gloves hanging, that most of your leather gloves, your all leather gloves that are are pigskin or goatskin or a cowhide glove. The dexterity of them are, you know, they're, they're not going to be as good or comfortable as one that, that has like a split back or a mesh back on it. So what you'll see now, what, what has been very popular over the past all oh, five years especially, is you see a lot of gloves coming out that are a synthetic leather. Mm-hmm. Synthetic leather being less expensive compared to or as durable as leather and it's got it's like a mesh back or a cloth back on it, which there again allows it to breathe very well. It's very uh, comfortable, and the dexterity is awesome. And so, you know, the people are really, really going that way. However, that being said, a lot of the old timers per se, you know, the farmers and ranchers and that type of thing, mm-hmm. they like an all leather glove. They don't want to wear because. What that boils down to is if you picture, you know, I always say this, the guy riding a horse out there, you know, you see a picture of a guy riding a horse. What does he have on? He has on a nice pair of buckskin gloves. He's got a, he's got the reins in his hand. He's up on his horse. He's got his hat on. You don't see him wearing a per se baseball style glove. Okay. And that's what they kind of refer it to. I've heard that, that term used a million times in, in the last five, seven years. I don't want a baseball glove. Okay. Okay. And that's what they're referring to is, is something like that. Let's take another break. When we come back, I want to ask you about some of the different materials that gloves are made out of and, and find out where their strengths lie and, and which ones to choose, okay? Sounds good. D&B knows you've got a long summer in store with work to do at home by day and rodeos to see at night. Luckily, D&B Supply carries a brand of clothing that can do it all, and that's Wrangler. Wrangler Apparel is known to feel good in the saddle, work hard on the ranch, and give you a stylish western look out on the town. It's versatile clothing that gets it done. For quality clothes steeped in western heritage, round up some Wrangler for the family at your favorite D&B Supply. What's on the grill? That's the ultimate summertime question. And you can make the answer extra special with a wood-fired Traeger grill at D&B Supply. Pure hardwood is the fuel for Traeger's signature flavor. It lets you grill, smoke, baste, roast, braise, or barbecue hot and fast or low and slow with perfect results every time. Versatile, consistent, and convenient. With a Traeger, you just set it and forget it. Master the taste of summer and pick up your Traeger grill at your favorite DMB supply. Well, Joel, now that we're back, I want to ask you about different materials that gloves are made of. So as I was researching and looking and kind of preparing for the interview, I came across terms like canvas, cotton fabric, all the different leathers, leather palm, rubber, PVC, I mean, all of that. So can we start off just by talking, say, about canvas? What, what would be the use or the best use for a canvas glove? Where would that fit? 
we typically in Canvas, Canvas can be a, um, there's a couple of reasons why Canvas sells very well. Number one, it's inexpensive and it, it's, it's going to hold up a lot better than a cotton glove or, you know, a jersey glove. And so a lot of people like Canvas gloves just because it, it is a little heavier feel. And it, it's just a good application, like if you're dealing, if you're around oils a lot or you're, you know, around, um, you know, dirty, dirty stuff a lot where people will just put those on their hands and work for a few hours and they'll just, and, and it'll take a while to absorb that in and they'll just pull them off and throw them in the garbage. Okay. Um, we sell a lot of canvas gloves, like down in North Dakota, South Dakota, things like that, where they're in oil fields mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's their glove of choice. Now, how about cotton? Where does cotton fit into all this, a fabric glove? We prefer it to a like a cotton liner, an all-cotton glove and that. Uh, ropers like them. Uh, team ropers, you know, they really like those. Your basic cotton gloves that are on the shelf, sold by a 12-pack or by a pair, are gloves that, they're, again, they're more of a disposable glove. A person just wants to put something on. They're inexpensive, keep their hands clean. If they're just, you know, fueling up their truck or doing different things like that. But a lot of times, too, they'll buy them for a liner. So we prefer... Or we refer to cotton liners as a glove that sometimes people use. They'll buy them in the fall time and put on first, and then they'll put on a pair of leather gloves over the top of them. They can take the leather gloves off, use their fingers to put nuts and bolts on or things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and then put the more bulky stuff on over the top of them. Well, that brings up a really interesting question. I was going to ask you about sizing in a little while, but if you're going to use those cotton gloves as a liner, then the glove that's going over it, should that be a size up from normal? Uh, typically it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll buy a, a size bigger and put it on, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes a ton of sense. Well, let's talk about the leathers. I mean, so here's the ones I've jotted down. Cowhide, deer skin, pig skin, and then you mentioned goat skin earlier. Is there a strength or a weakness for each one of these different types of leathers? Absolutely. That's probably one of the most frequent questions I get out. And starting with deer elk skin, uh, deer elk skin is a very durable, durable glove. Probably a glove of choice by many. It's very tough. It will last really long. The one thing with deer skin is that people always tend to do is deer skin will stretch. It's a soft leather. Mm -hmm. And people will buy them to fit, and as time goes on, they kind of stretch out, and they become too big. So I always recommend people, they buy them a size down. They should be a little bit uncomfortable when they put when you put them on your hands okay. because they should fit really nice and tight because they will form to your hands, and they'll be your glove, and you'll have them for a long time. However, the price tends to kind of steer people away from it because, you know, it's, it's getting harder and harder to find a, a deer elk skin glove under $25 a pair in today's world. And so, therefore, the goes down the line from there would probably be a a goat skin or a pig skin glove okay and the thing about goat skin pig skin and elk skin and deer skin is is that if it's wet outside if it's if you're working in wet applications if you're working you know where they're getting wet and things like that when those dry out or they you know you throw them on your dash whatever you're doing they dry out they don't become boardy and hard and and yucky feeling you know, they don't, and to where you're like, I don't want, they'll still continue to stay soft. Okay. They'll still continue to, after you put them back on. So that's where a lot of the people like that, you know, when I'm down in, like in our, you know, our Montana locations and, and places like that where it's wetter and rainy and, you know, I mean, lots of winter and things like that. We sell lots of, lots of those styles of gloves because they know they work. And then the other good thing that used to, this used to be years and years ago, believe it or not, just a little, just a quick little story is, is that 
back when we used to set siphon tubes in ditches, guys, we used to sell goat skin gloves by, I mean, cases and cases and cases. I mean, you can't even believe how many would sell. Uh-huh. They would use those. People would think, well, what are they setting siphon tubes with a pair of goat skin gloves on? The reason being, goat skin has lanolin in it. And so that lanolin would release in their hands. And so, you know, when they took their gloves off and the wind was, their hands wouldn't crack. It's a natural lotion. And oh boy. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it was like, really? I mean, that's why they use them, you know, because you, know, you think, well, why don't they just use a, a rubber glove or something? You know what I mean? And yeah. But they could feel the tube good. The glove fit tight on their hand. They could feel the tube. Even though it got wet, it just, it, you know, if you think about if you ever, if you just go home and <laughs> get a pair of goats and gloves, they almost get kind of slick and really, you know, gooey feeling. It's that lanolin inside of them. And so those applications, then you come down to cowhide, and cowhide is typically, cowhide is going to be, you know, your less expensive line just because it, it is cowhide and, you know, there's probably more hide, I would per se, you know, to choose from. Right, so, right. you know, so that's where basically it starts out is your price point and cowhide being kind of your lower end, deer and elk skin being your high end, you know, goat skin, pig skin, that kind of thing being in the middle. I always know there's a nugget that's going to come out of these interviews. Uh, no matter what topic I choose, there's going to be something that comes out. And at least for me personally, every winter, and I use I use pigskin gloves, and I really like them. But every winter, when it gets really cold and very very dry out, my hands crack, just like what you're just talking about. So I am going to try goatskin gloves because if that can keep that from happening, just by the mere fact that I'm wearing them while I'm out working, that would be worth triple the cost to me. Oh boy, I'll tell you what, that yeah. would be incredible. I think you'll find that. Um you won't have that as bad or hopefully you don't have it at all because that's, um, and that there again, I don't have that problem. That's just speaking from years of, you know, watching, yeah. you know, talking and listening, being around people and asking them why, you know, why are you guys going through so many of these gloves? I mean, yeah. go, oh, the reason why, you know? And so there's a lot of people who, who don't know that. And if you think, you know, ghost skin has a natural lanolin that it releases, you know, and that's what it is. And you'll take them off. And, and one thing I tell people, if you're interested in trying it, just go into the store, walk into one of the stores and grab a good goat skin glove, put it on your hand for a minute and kind of move your fingers around and then pull it off and look at your hand. You'll have white stuff all over it, hmm. like little white flakes. That's that, that's that land one. I'm definitely trying that. Okay, great place to take another break. Let's do that really quick. And when we come back, I want to ask you about, well, I got more material questions, but I want to ask about the, the form and the shape of the gloves we're picking too, okay? Okay. Carhartt makes gear to get you through anything, so D&B Supply offers a wide selection to outfit any day, any task, and any weather. Built to stand the test of time and have your back no matter what comes your way, Carhartt clothing keeps you comfortable all day long. And for extra hard jobs, check out Carhartt Force, the line that wicks sweat, fights odors, releases stains, and works as hard as you do. To outlast them all, get decked out in Carhartt at D&B. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DMB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians. Turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop by your favorite DMB supply. Okay, Joel. Well, that was a great piece of information right there about the lanolin and the goatskin gloves. I'm still excited about that, but I want I want to move on. 
What about leather palm gloves? Why why do people buy gloves that specifically have leather in the palm? How is that helping people out with what they're doing? Well, there again, when we, we talk about the previous topics, leather palm is just, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be durable. It's going to stand up to, you know, puncture. It's just going to, you know, it's going to take the abrasion factor a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, uh, synthetic is moving its way up the line, trying to compete with a lot of these um, types of leathers and whatnot. But my personal opinion, and this is just my personal opinion, is that leather, it won't go away because it's just recommended, you know, and people people like that, you know. I mean, there's still a lot of people just like a good leather glove. And it's just, I think the abrasion factor is the number one answer to that question. Now, do you deal with gloves that use metal mesh in them at all? We do, um, as well as typically that's more of a um, industrial type application. There are a lot of gloves out there that are, you know, like a cut resistant type, you know, that are, um, and there's different levels of cut in those, you know, as far as clear down to, you know, a guy that's just, you know, running a knife or doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're worried about their hands being sliced uh, up to, you know, ones that you virtually can't really cut through. But then again, you start talking about, that gets in that real gray area of dexterity and stuff because the guy wants to be able to, you know, move his hand around and things like that. So they do make a lot of different levels of those. Um, that is, like I said, like in an industrial application. And I have done very little in my history with those uh, just for the pure fact that just like I said, it's more, you know, in the, in the uh, at retail stores and things like that, it doesn't, it doesn't become as popular as um, an individual working in a factory that needs, you know, a certain pair. Now, you t- we talked about uh, rubber and latex a little bit earlier. I wanted to ask you about neoprene and waterproof gloves. If somebody's going to be working in a situation summer or winter, they want waterproof, uh, but they want a work glove. Is neoprene the answer? What's the answer here? Well, there again, that's a question that is, in my line, is difficult to answer to the extent of knowing what that person is doing. Not difficult as far as we, we've got the answers, but if, if a guy's fishing, for an example, you know, and he wants a, he, he, he's a fisherman mm-hmm. and he wants to keep his hands dry and warm and things like that, then he goes down and he wants to buy an actual pair of black neoprene gloves, okay? Okay. And, you know, they'll have a little bit of, of uh, you know, like a fleece lining in them. They'll keep your hands warm, all sorts of good things. The downside to those are is that if you're around anything sharp or, you you know, you're touching anything that might puncture or do anything, they're, they're very – the dexterity is very good. They're very comfortable. They're nice to wear, you know, because a guy – I'm just trying to kind of paint a picture here, a guy that's – has a, has a fishing pole, he's got to be able to use his hands. Right. He's got to be able to do all that stuff, and he wants to keep warm. So that's, you know, you're just your basic neoprene glove is going to be be what they want. Now, they make neoprene in, you know, like a, a heavier version as well that's more like a, in, a, in a, a chemical-type application, you know, that's a heavy-duty type thing. But the neoprene that we're talking about would be, you know, just like I said, like your fisherman wear and go out, he's, he's out going fishing. Now you can move up the line to a guy that's, Let's say he's um, driving truck and he's putting chains on and he's, you know, it's, it's cold and it's raining and blowing and wet and all those kinds of things out there. There again, up until about two years ago, the industry evolved again and they come out with some styles of gloves now that are waterproof. They have a fleece lining in them and they're like a PVC coated glove. 
and the price is down and you know they're 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 reasonably priced mm-hmm. the dexterity is awesome so you know a guy's putting on a, a set of chains or something like that or he's out you know guy outside and he's you know it's pouring down rain and you know he's bucking hay and he wants something you know i mean he doesn't want his hands to get all wet you can find those in the stores that are now there's a whole line that's evolving and it's waterproof glove and they also make them with some mesh on the back so they'll breathe a little bit but mm-hmm. they do have like an all waterproof one clear up past your wrist to mm-hmm. ones that just have the palm dip in it so if you're just dealing with stuff you know touching it with your palm and you know getting wet there so um, if you think back to years ago, when it was just rubber gloves and things like that to try and keep your hands dry. They were the dexterity and they were just cumbersome and there was waterproof gloves out there, but they were just so bulky. And now the industry there again has just evolved into this whole other line that's is actually coming up and we're, we're adding to it as we speak. And it's pretty exciting. We've tested the market for the men's side of it the last year or two. And, and we've just found out, you know, the, the ladies also are like, man, these are nice gloves. We want them in our sizes, you know, and so it's, it's been kind of nice to see that evolve. When we're talking about waterproof gloves, now let's say that somebody has decided that they're going to mix some chemical. They're going to spray, you know, they're going to spray an insecticide on their lawn or they're going to be mixing some weed killer uh, to go out in their, their pasture or whatever it may be. Should they be using these rubberproof gloves or should they be buying a specialty glove to protect them while they're mixing these chemicals? Depending on the chemicals, there's different gloves for different applications and just your basic, you know, latex or something like that. That's like a household type glove that you're just out, you know, you're might be spraying a little roundup or doing that, you know, there's what, you know, just, just some lighter type chemicals. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. There's a couple of different styles that will come. There's a Solvex glove and some people do use latex in that application they're not as worried about if I get a little bit of this on my hand, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to worry as much. My recommendation that a Solvex glove, they call it, um, which is green. It's a nitrile type application. Nitrile is, if you think of the nitrile being, you know, that's like little thin gloves that mm-hmm. doctors wear and okay. things like that. Only this is a longer glove, same material, but more for spray application. When you start getting into specific solvents and spray, you know, higher chemical type, the biohazard chemical type applications. Mm-hmm. That's where we have, have to look at what chemical that is and basically kind of research that in the catalog and say, this is the glove for the application. Got it. If that makes sense. Yep. Like all the way up to being able to tuck your sleeves into the glove, that type, you know, going that far. Yeah. And you're, but you're, you know, based upon that, there, there again, I'll kind of go back and fall back on, when you start dealing with more industrial type applications mm-hmm. in, in factories like that, you know, we get the specs on that and we can narrow it down as opposed to your general homeowner that's just coming in and doing, you know, doing some spraying and, you know, doing a little bit of light application outside and maybe, you know, mixing some gas and, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Then I would just, you know, kind of like highly recommend a Solvex nitrile glove and they're easy to distinguish. They're green. That's just a basic thing I tell people. They're they're green. They're long and they're green. <laughs> and they're thin. So you can like put a cap back on a bottle and do, you know what I mean? Do yeah. those kinds of things. Okay, let's take our last commercial break. When I come back, I'm finally going to ask you about styles and sizing, okay? Sounds good. A well-worn pair of Danner boots has become a hallmark for hardworking and hard-playing people in the West, and everywhere else for that matter. Find your next pair of long-lasting, great-looking, made-in-the-USA Danner boots 
at DB Supply. Hold a Danner boot in your hand and you'll notice the handcrafted precision. Try it on and you'll feel the difference. Test it against the elements and you'll appreciate the value of a product that's built to last. From classic hiking boots to handcrafted work boots to fashion forward looks to fit your daily life, stop on by DB Supply to try Danner boots on for size. At DB Supply, we know that what's inside counts. That's why we dish out Neutrina's Nature Wise Medicated Chick Starter Grower Feed. Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed has an exclusive blend of nutrients to support a chick's immune system and overall health, even preventing coccidiosis. Raise healthy chicks with Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed. Available now at your favorite D&B. All right, Joel. Well, I've we've kind of talked about sizing a little bit. We talked about with the deer skin biome. So they're really tight on your hand, almost uncomfortable to start because they're going to stretch out. We talked about if you're using cotton liners to buy your glove that's going over those liners a size larger. What if you're just buying a straight up work glove and you're trying to size it? What are we looking for? How do we make sure as we're trying them on, we're getting the right fit? Well, I I just always refer to it. um, It's really pretty basic as far as like buying a shoe. You put it on, you know, you don't want your toe, you, you know, the end of your shoe to be like, you know, way longer than where your toes stop. Of course, you don't want your toes jammed up in the end of it. Right. Um, so, you know, your fingers go to the end pretty nice, you know, and try them on, kind of make a fist and just see that pull. And if you go to make a fist and you really can't, you know, you get three quarters of the way down bending your fingers and you just, you know, your knuckles feel like they're getting really tight on the back of it. You just can't really, you know, then, then maybe size up, go to the next size. And I will say this too, that no glove is the same. I mean, if you go from pig skin to goat skin, yeah. okay, the sizing is always going to be different. So if you buy this size in a deer skin, chances are, if you go down to a cowhide or a pig skin, definitely try them on because they're not going to be consistent like that. I mean, I, I always laugh and say, you know, I don't know. And my, my pants have gotten bigger and I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but you know, I mean, I don't know who's making these things, but I mean, it seems like our sizing chart over the past 10 years has gotten smaller and so I see a lot of people, even myself, when we get gloves in, where if I'm typically a true medium, then in some styles, I'm wearing a large, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so you just basically got to really try them on and do that. Now, when you move into winter gloves, then I always tell people, you know, you kind of want to size up a little bit because, you know, think about, you know, winter, you don't want your hands to be so tight in there and that circulation to be cut off. And because in your hands get cold, and typically that's what happens. A lot of people they just they, they think their size is the same. So when you get into something that's lined, maybe maybe move up and you know try that one on, and it should fit just a little looser than your unlined one, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because then you know you're you're you know, like buying a boot, your foot your foot can move around a little bit in there, and you know give it a little room, and and your circulation's going good, and and your feet aren't getting cold. Okay. And so the sizing factor is you know I recommend just try it on if it feels good and it fits good to you and you know you can make a fist and it feels right that's probably the size you should have okay now whenever i go to buy work gloves i see two styles i see one that's got the elastic cuff i guess that grips around your wrist and i see one with the open Mm -hmm. cuff that is like a big bowl at the end of your wrist kind of now what is the purpose of trying each one how do you pick very good question there's you do have the term right. You have elastic cuff, knit cuff. Okay. 
And then there's also one called a safety cuff, which is a, a very wide open cuff, very big, big open cuff. And then you just have, you just have basically your open cuff glove or knit wrist cuff. And it's got like a, or a, a elastic wrist cuff where it's got a little bit of elastic kind of about where your, where your watch goes to just kind of hold it a little, little tighter to your hand, but it's, it, it kind of flanges out okay. up, you know, just up a little bit. Yep. It's there again, uh, preference, but one of the things that a lot of uh, farmers and ranchers and people who are hauling hay and dealing with things like that, or even you take even in the wintertime, the knit wrist is the preference because it doesn't allow chaff to fall down inside of your glove. Right. Nobody wants that, that, that debris down inside of it, snow or, you know, whatever the case may be getting inside of the glove. So if you can visualize that, that's what they really, really like about that. But a lot of guys too, they like that more open cuff because it's funny, they'll, they'll work and they just want to be able, like if their phone rings or something to shake a glove off their hand, like almost throw it down on the ground, Okay. you know, and then they got their hands free. You know, if they got one that's you know tied up or something, they can, they can get it off their hands. Easy. Your knit wrist and things like that are going to be a little bit, you got to kind of pull by the fingers. Right. And those right. you can just kind of shake off. So probably you know debris factor comes into that what you're doing in applications as far as you know do you want it to you know that stuff to get inside your glove and you know fall down inside or you know do you want to be able to take them on and off easier those are probably preferences to the general public that would help them decide which style they wanted to choose now you mentioned a safety cuff and you said that was really wide or really open how what is the safety concern there or how is that a safety cuff why what's safe about that that's a good question that it's a term that I think just basically separated um, that from the elastic knit wrist. It was basically the safety cuff was, was a glove that was kind of originally going into factories and things like that there mm-hmm. again, so they could get the gloves off, off their hands quick if they needed to, okay. you know, they could, they could take them off or, you know, if something got hot or, you know, you know what I mean? Or yeah. their hands, you know, back in the day, they could throw them off. And that term has just stuck with them. And, and that's, we, sure. we fall back to a safety cuff, you know, that's the logic behind that. Well, actually, as you're talking about that, I'm picturing, you know, if you had a glove that got caught in a piece of machinery or something like that, I guess the easier it came off, the better you are off. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. And that, and so then they've made, they've actually made gloves, you know, for the general public based off of that, because there are people out there who like those. All right. Now, is there a material... Is there a glove or a material gloves are made of that you can buy that if you're going to be doing a lot of work with hand tools, hoeing a garden or something like that, that can help you to prevent blisters? Well, I will say that um, we actually have a glove out there that has a seamless palm on it. And the seamless palm is probably going to be, if you're talking leather, there's lots of gloves out there that are nitrile mm-hmm. and uh, that the stores have or latex or something like that, that, you know, does it's just a dip on the palm that does not have any um, seams across it or anything. Because anywhere there's going to be a seam, it's going to rub your hand different. So if okay. you picture a shovel and you're holding onto a shovel and you're digging all day long, and you've got a, you got a seam across the base of your fingers and you got a seam right in the thumb right there like if it's got a you know like a keystone thumb on it or something like that if you got a seam right there then chances are it's gonna it's gonna just continually rub your hand all day long and that's where they kind of tend to get blistered you know mm-hmm. and so there's a few 
couple styles of gloves out on the market today and they are in deer skin and i believe you can get some in goat skin that have no seams on the palm at all and the guys that work with shovels and and are out doing that a lot that's what i recommend to them just for the simple fact you know because and they're going to obviously a leather glove is going to hold up a lot longer better than there again comes back to the application guy might not want to be wearing a pair of the rubber palm gloves in the middle of summer when it's 105 outside and right. you know, their hands are just sweating like crazy so they want to step up to a, a leather glove and, and there are some synthetic gloves out there today also with with the mesh back that have no seams on the palm so if you look for those something without seams on the palm then you're probably going to increase um your chances of not getting blisters on your hands as opposed to something that has a lot of seams on the palm Joel, who knew we could talk for so long about gloves? I'm blown away. There's a ton of information. Well, we just barely got <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. But, you know, I mean, there's there's always another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you knew, but I did not. But, man, there's a ton of info. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing it with us today. Uh, this has been a really valuable episode. Well, I, I find it uh, a pleasure to be able to do this and, and help out. Thank you all for joining us today. And here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.